Welcome to Music Industry Marketing with Matt Lillywhite. Okay, so first of all, thank you very much for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Yeah, of course. This is awesome. <laughs> so for the people who don't know who you are, just say a little bit about you and your path to success. Yeah, so... Um, I go by Sean Duras. Uh, I guess my <laughs> profession would be a professional fun haver. Casey Knight actually <laughs> gave me that name, but I do. I mean, I have a diversity of different businesses. Mm. It started out as being a social media creator. I started out on Snapchat. I did some of the very first Snapchat brand deals and had one of the largest Snapchat accounts before like all the Kardashians and Biebers and all that yeah. stuff over. So I was like the uh, the go to Snapchat guy in the early days. From there, transitioned over to YouTube. I was able to hit a million subs in a year, crushed wow. that, and then wanted to diversify more, started a couple different businesses. Now, nowadays, the main focus is a mi- mixture between integrations, helping creators, influencers mm. work with brands in a cool way that's organic and just like a way to make the brand the hero so that when they partner with that brand, everyone's hyped on the content. It doesn't feel like a weird, awkward commercial, Definitely. right? So that's Space Station Integrations, and then the other side is Space Station Gaming, where we started an esports org. So we have 12 competitive teams that play all over the world. We have a couple world champions already, some big streamers, and uh, I'm really bullish on the whole esports and gaming stuff. Definitely, me too. Obviously, it's an emerging space within society at the moment. Um, So obviously, you've had a really successful career so far. If you were to start over, is there anything you'd do differently? Yeah, I would get big on any platform in the world other than Snapchat. (laughs) (laughs) Snapchat was just like, I mean, it's hard to say that, though, because I love Snapchat. I love the Mm. creativity behind it and the one-on-one connection with your fans. Oh, for sure. I really do like Snapchat as a platform, but it's like anyone who got their start on Vine or YouTube, they just have such an upper hand because it was Mm. such a numbers generator, right? Like, you could really gain exposure and grow your following a lot easier where Snapchat, even being the biggest account on Snapchat, at the time I only it's had really hard to grow, yeah. You know, it's like, you know, the, the biggest Snapchatter in the world is the same size as like the hundredth biggest Viner in the world. So exactly. I mean, obviously, with I'd, I'd no, probably change the yeah. platform I got started on, but everything <laughs> worked out, so maybe I wouldn't. Who knows? I mean, yeah, at the end of the day, it's sort of how it's panned out yeah. through your career. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, as you said, you suddenly amassed a massive following over Snapchat. Um, yeah. As this is a marketing podcast, I've sort of got to ask something related to marketing. Um, of so, what advice do you have for people wanting to grow their Snapchat following? Um, so, Snapchat's actually just barely making some really exciting changes, which uh, are br- is brand new news. Mm. So this podcast has some up-and-coming news, which is perfect for you. But, uh, <laughs> we just had a creator summit with Snapchat and 13 of the largest creators on Snapchat. That's great. And um, we essentially are going to be rolling out a more integrated partnership where we'll be working with brands and events and different mm. opportunities within Snapchat. But instead of it being very black and white, like you work with Snapchat, the platform, or you can work with creators, mm. it's going to be more of a mixture. So you can work on branded content within the Snapchat platform that's done by creators or has the creative oh, wow. behind it that creators would do or something. That's like. a really nice integration there, definitely. Yeah, it's an amazing integration. So hopefully, you know, Space Station integrations will be a big part of that. And then also mm. myself, Sean Duras, as an influencer, like, 
I had started upping my vertical content game, posting more on my stories. Yeah. I'm probably going to get back into the artwork a little bit and just like, it's really fun. It's exciting. It's like going back to like the original Snapchat days when it was just <laughs> really fun. So Definitely. Um, I think, but, but to answer your question more fully, if someone wants to grow a following on Snapchat, I think that they really need to focus on collaborations because yeah. unfortunately Snapchat's one of those platforms where you can't just create really amazing content and get recognized for it. Exactly, you have yeah. to find other ways to grow and that the other ways are either collaborations or being featured online in a more permanent source. Mm. Um, yeah. Obviously you very quickly touched on Instagram stories and Snapchat stories. Yeah. Um, of, some people have been moving away from Snapchat due to the of decline in sort of their reach and whatever. Yeah. Um, is that something that you yourself did as well? Did you get hop oh, over definitely. to Instagram? Yeah, I moved away from Snapchat just because my, my numbers were going down, my reach mm. wasn't the same, it was more difficult. Instagram answered some of those questions that all of us have, of like course. where's insights, where's links and swipe ups, and where's being able to tag your friends, and mm. Instagram was the first one to answer, so I think that's what really hit Snapchat and everyone jumped ship. And yeah. I think Snapchat's in a place right now where they they either need to fix everything and regain their power or they're going to kind of go downhill. So I think that's what the <laughs> Ranger Summit was all about. And I feel really good about it. I mean, mm. maybe I'm biased because I really like Snapchat, <laughs> but I, feel, I also feel like I'm unbiased because there's been times I've been super frustrated with Snapchat. Of so course. I think that this is their turnaround time and I, I hope it works out well for them. I mean, they're still in the top 10 in the app store. I just had a quick check. Oh, definitely. Check. Like, they're still a force to be reckoned with. I just, definitely. I just think they were lacking a couple features, and now that they have them, I think we should see the climb, hopefully. I'm, I'm looking forward for to that, yeah. Yeah, um, I'm all about it. Yeah, so your career has obviously spanned several years, and uh -huh. I assume you've had high points and also low points. So do you ever lose your motivation? Um... I mean, I think everyone starts to lose their motivation every now and again. I mean, mm. no one's perfect, you know what I mean? But overall, if you're working on something that you're passionate about and it's really exciting, I think the motivation's always still there. Sure. So it's like there will be days where it's harder to work or it's frustrating or you don't have those wins. Yes. But then if you're doing what you love, like the gaming stuff and the YouTube stuff and the Snapchat stuff mm. and the brand deals and integration stuff, it's like those are all things I'm passionate about. So you just like hit the next day and then you get your W's, you know what I mean? So mm, exactly. I guess that's why I'm a professional fun haver. You just gotta keep <laughs> having fun until it works. <laughs> I mean, that's amazing. Um, what's the best way that you find that you're able to re-motivate yourself? Like, what's the best way to do it for you personally? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For me personally, um, I actually do this a lot. I will put on music and just brainstorm. It's like, what mm. direction do I want to go? Like, what could I change if I'm not liking something? If I don't like... For example, with Snapchat, I didn't like where my views were going in the direction that my brand mm. was going on Snapchat. Just brainstorm and decide to diversify over to YouTube and do more on Instagram. And then from there, I crushed that and I was like, well, what else could I do? And put on music and I decided, like, let's build <laughs> up integrations. Let's go after esports and gaming. And so for yeah. me, it's just these brainstorm sessions, like, I guess, whatever you want to call them, just like, just really think about what I want to accomplish. And then even if something's not working out, there's a million other small opportunities mm. that could work out. Kind of one thing I've been saying a lot lately to all my fans is like, 
you take every single small opportunity you can and try and turn it into a big opportunity. I believe That's in right. the, I like my that. career, I was never just given this big opportunity like, you could do this. It was <laughs> all really small opportunities like, here's Snapchat, it's this mm. new app that no one knows about, you know, or here's esports, you know, it's like I didn't have any special connections or mm. uh, or head start with esports. I just had to start at ground one with a small opportunity. We found one sort of team that expand, needed a sponsorship yeah. and we grabbed them, helped them out, over-delivered, and then they told their friends, and we continued to grow in the space. So that's great. I think if you take small opportunities and turn them into big ones, that's where it all happens. Definitely. That's some really good advice. Thank um, you. So what do you feel is more important and why? So quality or the quantity of content that you're putting out? Um, I think they're both equally important. Like, we had this whole vibe with daily vlogs and whatnot yeah. earlier where, like, you have like quantity can help spark algorithms and it can help get you in front of the right people and more opportunities to get featured and stuff. So quantity is important, mm. but obviously quality is important, but each platform is very different. Like I just mentioned on Snapchat, quality started not to be an issue for me because my best Snapchat and my worst Snapchat still got the same amount of views. Mm. So that's where Snapchat was different. Um, you but go. you know, YouTube, you can actually like pop if you create really good content. And that's what I did very at the beginning when I was starting, but also even YouTube now, I'm starting to see like, you know, the quality of my content doesn't necessarily yeah. matter with the views. It's a little bit of a randomness or a lucky. <laughs> so, I mean, with everything, you just got to keep evolving and rather than be frustrated, like, hey, YouTube views are down, you evolve to whatever the next thing is rather than just exactly. being frustrated. Um, really quick question. I've noticed that Facebook has also been building a platform, Facebook Watch, to rival YouTube. Um, what are your yeah. thoughts on that, quickly? Um, I really don't have any thoughts on it. I don't know anything oh, about it. and I mean, I, I wouldn't have anything productive to say <laughs> or negative because I don't understand it. So. That's fair enough. Yeah. Uh, um, so, is there any failures that you believe set you up for success? Are there any what? Failures. Oh, failures. Yeah, of course. So, um, it's funny on the gaming side when... So, after Snapchat, when I was mm. getting ready to, to diversify... I didn't go straight to YouTube. It was funny. I saw YouTube and I was like, oh, there's already people with a million subscribers. I'll never make it there. Like, you know what I mean? It was just yeah, like for sure. early days and I thought it was already over, which is funny because I eventually went to YouTube three years later and it worked. So I guess never, never say never, right? Mm. But um, originally I thought YouTube would be too hard. So I was like, well, maybe I'll do the Twitch thing. I know gaming's taking off and this could be a, a good new source. So yeah. I tried Twitch streaming for about six months and it really never went anywhere, but I learned a lot. I got verified. I made emotes. I learned how to like handle myself live and on stream. Mm. And I feel like I learned a lot from it. Overall, it wasn't successful, but I have to imagine that Space Station Gaming and the success we've seen this year with that maybe wouldn't be the same without my prior failure with streaming and learning the, the landscape of that, you know? Definitely. Obviously, everything you learned from that is definitely transferable to what you're currently doing. Yeah, um, definitely. I think so. Yeah, so it's would you say that's your favorite failure that you learned from, or would you say there's others as well? Yeah, I mean, I it's man, that's a that's an interesting question right there. What's your favorite failure? Like, I'm a big <laughs> here. Um, so I mean, my very first business that I ever tried was a skateboard snowboard shop, and mm. it was I love skateboarding, snowboarding was a passion, and I ran my own shop and. That was awesome and it felt really cool, but ultimately it wasn't successful. Like online was completely crushing us. Everyone started buying all of their gear online. And so yeah. like a small skate shop type business model didn't work. And I had to learn that the hard way. 
But ultimately that set me up to realize like, okay, everything I want to do in the future, because I was an entrepreneur and I did want to build, mm. it needs to be online. It needs to be digital. It needs to have, you know, some sort of structure there you go. that is not relying on customers walking through doors. Exactly. And so that failure, I think, set me up for all of the future businesses I built after that. Exactly. So, you know, my yeah. favorite failure. It's hard to say which is my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, it's, it's a case of going where the consumer's attention is, obviously, yeah. whether it's Snapchat, YouTube, Twitch, wherever. Um, so we're going to do a really quick rapid fire round, sort of yes or no answers. Awesome. So first of all, pizza or burgers? Oh, pizza. <laughs> What's your favorite yeah. one? Flavor. Uh, well, I say pizza because my daughter's obsessed with it. It's like her favorite <laughs> food. So I was just kind of like a dad answer. I don't know why I chose pizza because <laughs> my daughter likes it. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Uh, New York or L.A.? LA for sure. New York, well, um, New York's really busy. There's a lot of hustle there and mm. hold on. I think I might want to change my answer. I go to New York a lot more. <laughs> I don't know. Cause I wouldn't live in either. I would choose Utah. Can I, can Utah be my answer? Yeah, good for Utah. Let's have Utah be my answer. <laughs> that just sounds cool and it's unique. Definitely. Um, the most influential person in your life. Man, most influential person in my life. I mean, I have to say my business partner, Sean Holiday, like he's literally taught me so much and mm. I don't dare make any decision without him. So I'll go with Sean Holiday. Definitely. Um, your favorite place in the world? Um, you know, I have a corny answer and then I have another answer. You know, the Get corny the answer is home. <laughs> That's the real answer. It's like I travel so much now that like my favorite place in the world is being home with my dad. Yeah. I'm just like. Having a relaxing day, like I don't have to do anything, no calls, no emails, no filming, just like just chill out, yeah. Chilling. So that's like the real answer, but I guess it's kind of corny. The answer <laughs> that everyone probably wants to hear is there's a place called Cinque Terre in Italy. It's five cities on the coast that are absolutely beautiful. They're very colorful, oh, wow. and yeah, that's lovely. Um, also, your most embarrassing moment so far. Most embarrassing moment so far, man. I have so many of them. I mean, I film my life every day. Every mess up I have is on film. So I don't know. Like, I'd say in the past month, I've probably ripped my pants on camera like three times. Oh, so wow. All those combined is probably pretty awkward. Mm. And yeah. also, last one, what are you most grateful for right now? Most grateful for? Is you most grateful for is what you said? Yeah. Um... My team, like I, I started out building these businesses that were all based around me and my mm. brand. And then I realized I needed something more scalable. And so I started building a team, you know, my business partner, yeah. Holiday, he was like one of the first people that I started working with. And then from there we built out and we have editors and we have space station gaming guys. And then we mm. guys have on guys on integrations running brand deals. And I honestly wouldn't be anywhere without my team. And I probably wouldn't like, I think earlier we spoke about like how do you stay motivated and stuff. Yes. It's because I have a team behind me. If I was doing this myself, like there would be days where I'd just be so frustrated with, you know, failures. <laughs> There'd be so much work to do, I imagine, yeah. It would be really easy to kind of throw in the towel or take a break. Mm. But when you have a full team behind you, it's like even on days where I'm struggling, my team's getting wins for me. You know what I mean? That's so, fine. That's yeah, great. I really appreciate it for those guys. And every single one of them is super on point. Um, so this is a question that I ask at the end of all interviews I do. Um, so if the world was to end tomorrow, what would you want future generations to remember you by? Dang, if the world was to end tomorrow, 
I would want people to remember me as a professional fun haver, an <laughs> awesome business guy with tons of hustle, but also a really good dad and friend. Mm. So, That's great. That's really great to hear, honestly. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, thank you very much for coming on the podcast. I appreciate of course, it. Of man.